I don't know if you watched any of the running relay races in the Olympics. I got to see a few of them this time around. Uh, and I didn't notice any of the teams drop the batons. Uh, over the years, I've certainly seen that and, and I've uh, noticed how disastrous that can be once they drop the baton. It's basically, even if they're the quickest team, they've uh, they got no hope. It's all over. They've dropped the baton. It's a very similar kind of image uh, to what we, we see in the first reading today uh, in, from this book of Judges. The, God's people have dropped the baton. We've been following uh, over the past several weeks the journey of the Exodus. We, uh, we've been hearing how God uh, led his people out of slavery through the leadership of Moses and then uh, eventually into the promised land through the leadership of Joshua. And then recently we got to the end of the book of Joshua uh, with that rousing speech where, where Joshua says to the people, look, we're going into the promised land. Now you've got to make a choice. Who are you going to follow? Me and my household, Joshua says, we're going to follow the Lord. But you've got to choose who you're going to follow. What God are you going to follow? And the people, they're with Joshua. And they say, we're going to follow the Lord. We've seen what he's done. Why wouldn't we? Right? And they do. They, they follow the Lord faithfully. But the problem is that they don't pass on the baton. And Joshua dies and that generation die. And then as we start to hear today, the people, the next generation, they take their eyes off God. They don't follow through God's instructions to drive out all the foreign nations. They start worshipping the other gods, the the idols. And as a result, they start to, to suffer tremendously. That brings us now to to this book of the Judges, uh, which is basically this, uh, the whole book is this kind of story in repeat. (laughs) It's the cycle of a very similar story, and and it sort of spans over about 300 years, and and, and the story goes something like this. Uh, God's people, as I was just saying, they they take their eyes off God, they start worshipping other gods, and they become desperate. And so they cry out to God and God responds in his compassion and in his love and in his patience. And the way that God responds is by raising up a judge. That's why it's called the book of Judges, right? Twelve judges over 300 or so years. And the judge saves the people. But then, of course, uh, after the people are all good, uh, they forget God again. And they end up miserable again. Does that story sound familiar at all to you, maybe? (laughs) We haven't changed too much, really, over the years, have we? We can still so easily forget all that God has done for us. Today, we hear the calling of one of the judges which perhaps we're we're more familiar with, uh, Gideon. At the time that he was called, Gideon was just a farmer. He was no one special. Uh, But the Lord, as we heard today, through, through his angel, appears to him and he says, the Lord is with you, valiant warrior. And then uh, through the angel, God uh, commissions Gideon to save his people. to to lead his people and and, and to restore them again. Now, 
like many of the people that God calls, uh, Gideon's a bit confused by this, right? He says, uh, forgive me, Lord, but if the Lord is with us, then why is it that all this is happening to us now? What a question. Have you ever wondered that yourself? If God is with me, maybe especially now, COVID and lockdowns and a pandemic we can't seem to get on top of, if God is with me, if God is with us, if we've been praying and, and, and why is all this happening to us? Very good, a very human, very understandable question. And then Gideon goes on and he says, Forgive me, my Lord, but how can I deliver Israel? My clan, you must know, is the weakest, and I am the least important in my family. And again, God responds by simply saying, I will be with you. He introduces himself to, to Gideon by saying, I'm with you. And then again, when Gideon's unsure, when he, he says, I will be with you. In other words, what God is saying to Gideon, what he's saying to us over and over and over again is, uh, take your eyes off your circumstances and look to me. I will be with you. Take your eyes on all the stuff that seems hopeless and all the stuff you can't quite understand and look to me. That, that really is the most basic uh, image of the Christian life. To be a Christian is someone who, who, who takes the gaze of, of everything else and, and first and foremost uh, sets their face on the Lord. That's why Jesus in the gospel today says it's so hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because... Typically, if you're rich and you're you know, overwhelmed by all that world of riches, it's hard to keep your gaze on the Lord. Now, Gideon, of course, uh, does this. He does uh, respond to the Lord bravely, courageously, and uh, because of his obedience, uh, God does bring victory to his people. What we learn through Gideon is that victory comes not through our heroic efforts, though. It comes by keeping our gaze on the Lord. That's how we find victory, not by working out all our difficult circumstances, but by setting our gaze, keeping our gaze on the Lord. I think this is a really timely reminder for us as people of faith. In Melbourne's lockdown's just been extended. Sydney, you've been locked down for a long time. Uh, other states uh, are in and out of lockdown. I know other countries, uh, people that have been praying with us for some time, you're in and out of lockdown. And in the midst of these challenges and difficulties and, and frustrations, the temptation uh, for us can be to be like Gideon, to, to become a bit cynical and negative and, and, and even perhaps a bit self-centred in the midst of all this. And we can lose our hope, can't we? We can get caught up in all the propaganda and all the, all the negativity and all the theories and, 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 and just get lost in it. This is really a test of our faith. This is really where our, 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 our faith, you know, the, the rubber hits the road, so to speak, in terms of, of, of what kind of difference our faith is really making in our lives. You see, despite how hopeless 
the situation may seem, this is an opportunity for us, a real opportunity to affirm our trust in God, to keep our eyes focused on Jesus, who is our victory, who is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, as we hear in the book of Hebrews. That's what St. Paul talks about. That, you know, when he, he, He's talking about that you need to be renewed in your mind. He said, this is what he's getting at. When, when we face trials and circumstances and situations that we can't understand and we can't see God in, Someone who is renewing their mind is able to, to face those circumstances uh, with a quiet, confident trust in the Lord and just keep their, their eyes fixed on him. Someone with a renewed mind says that I can, I can carry on with a calm confidence because God has promised, just as he promised Gideon, that he is with me. He is with us. And God is always, always faithful to his promises.